out of place, we ain't caring about your feelings, yeah Anytime, place, you can feel it here Steven Daniel out of space, so we clear the air Any topic and it's safe, so just be prepared Don't assume, keep it straight, we might keep it fair The news, f*** a page, we gon' keep it real If you tune in, then you sick for real F*** a Bluetooth, we took the red pill Every image in the video, talk about it Different views on the subject, we must talk about it At the end of the day, we just talking, homie Only me in the room, but it's like a party Introducing Stephen Daniel, author, artist, all around great guy. Hey Stephen, the, the the virus, and and, and 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 even you said to stay home. Uh, shut up and calm down. I know what I said. People are not listening to authorities, anyways. Just the other day, I needed to get the family out of the house. So we went to Starbucks, got my favorite tall salted cream cold brew with double blended thick foam. After that, I wanted to take a drive somewhere. Just drive, not getting the kids out or anything, just to break the quarantine routine. After driving about a good 15 minutes through Irvine, I decided to drive by Newport Beach. Just as we got closer to the beach, I saw signs all over that the beach was closed. However, I was stuck in beach traffic. There was a ton of people not giving a They were packing the beach. What the f*** are the cops going to do? I get it, people. I get it. Some family like ours are doing pretty good through this quarantine, but many others are screwed. They had lost their job and have no way to pay for food and rent, mortgage, HOA, you know, bills. These companies still want their damn money, but it's not fair. You can't tell people to not work and still expect them to pay their bills. It's not right, but I digress. When self-isolation started, we all thought this was going to be a piece of cake. We soon realized that it was a challenge. There's a difference between spending time at home and being told you can't leave your home. People are wigging out. I know I am. You can't just pick up a go walk around Target. You can't just blow off some steam at the gym. You can't just leave your family and go work when they drive you crazy. Things are going to start opening real soon because the same people who said a month ago that the bad orange man wants everybody to die for suggesting that states can make their own decisions are the same damn people who are wanting things to reopen. It's all going to be fine. It will open up and things will be a little different, but we will get back to Norman. Anyways, today's touchy topic is about the media and their lies. And the fun topic, we're going to listen to some nice stories from children of all ages, old and young, about their moms. We just celebrated mothers, so I thought this would be a nice thing to do. So let's move on. Time to get touchy, get ready to be triggered, sensitive topics. Oh, look, they're about to cry, all consent, so we'll see. Nobody likes a snowflake. What is Steven's problem today? Nobody gives me the f- news i just want unbiased news there's a heavy bias on both sides on the conservative side you got fox news Breitbart, one news america western journal daily wire and many others who got donald trump's stuck in their mouth okay nancy pelosi is a criminal all right i i, I got can i get the news now okay democrats are all hypocrites okay yeah boo them can i get the news now yeah the media is unfair to the president. I don't care. You are also the f- media, too. I don't know why you keep saying the media, media, media. You're the f- media, but whatever. Can I please get the damn news now? Then you got the liberal side of news. Damn. I mean, it's very f- obvious, no matter what side you are, that how much they really hate the orange guy. They haven't learned to stop trying to do the gotcha moment like this 
asking the question, uh, why do you talk America up in this pandemic? Like, why, why do you think it's all a competition? You know, that type of shit. And he, he sees through that shit. And everyone else's eyes is rolling, right? But then after he says, ask China that question, she has the balls to say, why would you ask me that question? I looked at her and saw she was an agent. And I was like, you stupid, of course, politic identities. And then the next woman who let her finish ranting, Trump just moves on to the next person and basically told them all to fuck off. And he just walks out. But what do you hear on the, new, the liberal side of news? He's a racist. Did you see? He's a racist. I watched the whole thing. He was not being racist. But can I get the news? The conservative media is going on about the Russian gate. They need to move on. How dare they? Yeah, well, you were all talking about it nonstop, so I don't give a shit. Can you give me the news now? The president is a bad man. He should have done something and closed the border earlier. Okay, but y'all were calling him racist and xenophobic and all that shit and said it was too early to close. Now, stop being a hypocrite. Can I get the news now? Every time the CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Young Turds, Politico, NPR, and BuzzFeed talk nothing but how Trump is a bad man. That's all they talk about. I think of that scene from um, Spy Kids that my brother always gets stuck in my head. Okay, so when these hypocrites complain about the orange Duke, all I hear is Trump is a bad man, help us, free us. Trump is a bad man, help us, free us. That's all I hear when I see these people complain. Listen, I don't remember if I said this before, but here is where I fall in the political aisle. I am in the middle with a little more conservative values. I will get more into it in another episode as we get closer to the election, but I listen to both sides. Both sides have stupid, hypocritical people. Both sides want the same damn thing, but they argue on whose side is better. No compromise, no gray area. No, it's my guy is better. Why do I watch it all? Well, I like to do what most people won't do. I do my research and I listen. If one side is making accusations, I look it up and find the source. For example, when Chuck Todd was pointing out what Barr said in an interview, I was like, oh, sh but I took the time to listen to the interview in full while I was cooking some delicious nachos. On my own, I saw that Chuck was airing a selective edited clip of Barr. I didn't need anybody else to tell me he was full of sh It is people like him that proves Trump right. Doesn't matter how many times the president lies. When the media lies and puts out fake news, they prove that the f president is right. So his supporters are going to keep yelling fake news and CNN sucks. I don't get why they have to lie. Look at the Obama gauge. You have Stelter complaining and accusing right wing media of being obsessed with the deep state and the Russia probe. However, this f has been reporting on the Russia probe for a few years now. Check out this clip mashup of this hypocrite published by Washington Free Beacon. So disappointing to look at what we're seeing from right-wing media these days, where there's such an obsession with the deep state and these uh, revelations about the Russia probe. <laughs> Latest on the Robert Mueller Russia investigation. Mueller investigation. The Russian investigation. Trump's Russia ties. And Robert Mueller. The real Russia story. Russia probe. The ongoing Russia probe. Russia probe. The Russian investigation. But Mueller and the Russia probe. Russia synergies. They wonder if Russia has compromising information on the president. What is the source for the president's claim that they have found no collusion with Russia. He misspelled collusion. Every day we're trying to keep track of the drip, drip, drip of the Russia investigation. Drip, 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 dr
was secretly working for Russia. To bring it back to Russia and Russia and Russia and Russia 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 and Russia Robert Mueller Robert Mueller special counsel Robert Mueller Robert Mueller Robert Mueller Robert Mueller Robert Mueller Robert Mueller Mueller investigation Mueller report Russia conspiracy Do you believe that he's colluding with Russia? I wish I could just say no. He's definitely not that's crazy. What about the liberal media and how they keep forgetting that all of their past shows and reporting are always documented? They act like yeah yeah nothing to see here. no, no, that's nothing. That's that's not me. Even though it's like, hey, hey, this is you. But they have the balls to tell us, I never said that. But we have proof. Look, nope, I, I never said that. Nope. La, 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 la. No, 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 no. Triple stamp or double stamp? You can't triple stamp or double stamp, Lloyd. You can't triple stamp or double stamp. Lloyd, Lloyd. Here's an example of them first calling the virus a Wuhan virus and blaming it on the Chinese to then suddenly act like they didn't once Trump did the same thing. Check it out. Uh, the president Here's referred CNN to the now. coronavirus as a, quote, foreign virus. Uh, that, that, I think, was interesting because, as I was talking to sources earlier this evening, one of the points that the president wanted to make tonight, wanted to get across to Americans, is that this virus did not start here, uh, but that they're dealing with it. Now, why the president would uh, go as far as to describe it as a foreign virus, that is something we'll also be asking questions about. Here is CNN before. people have died from the Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus has now surpassed the 2003 SARS outbreak and the number of lives it's claimed. Having to deal with it, the total number of deaths... From the Wuhan coronavirus, it's now surpassed the SARS outbreak. There are now 11 confirmed cases of the Wuhan coronavirus. New information about how the Wuhan coronavirus is spread. Furious with the Chinese government. That's because, just as you said, John, they are now claiming that potentially the U.S. military could be to blame for the Wuhan virus, uh, which originated, as we know, in Wuhan, China. Okay. Here is MSNBC now. Now uh, with people calling it the the Wuhan flu or the Wuhan virus or the the China virus. This is a virus that came from the territory of China, but came from bats. This is a bat virus, not a uh, a China virus. Uh, It doesn't speak Chinese. It doesn't target Chinese people. uh, It targets human beings who happen to touch their eyes, nose or or mouth. Here's the same fucker before. Uh, I think they they handled this in the beginning with a great deal of secrecy in China. They forced the, the initial whistleblower, a doctor, to to recant and issue a letter effectively of, of confession saying that he was sped, uh, spreading illegal rumors and then he, he died from the, from, the, uh, from the COVID-19, the disease caused by this coronavirus. Same hypocrisy was on the print or online, the Washington Post. What you need to know about the deadly Wuhan virus found in the U.S. That was in January. Asia Times, how lethal is the Wuhan virus? NPR, China hurriedly building quarantine center in effort to contain Wuhan virus. The Guardian, Germany confirms first human transmission of Wuhan virus in Europe. Wired, an AI epidemiologist, sent the first warnings of the Wuhan virus. And there are so many more examples of this, but hey, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. These are not the clips you're looking for. Steven, what about the conservative sides? You're only bashing liberals. This is what pissed me off about the conservative news outlet. They didn't take the virus seriously. They flipped the switch within days. First, they tell you the coronavirus is not serious. The flu killed more people. This is all political. Then a week later, or a few days later, they act like they didn't say that. Check it out. This is yet another attempt to impeach the president. 
And sadly, it seems they care very little for any of the destruction they are leaving in their wake. And four days Test later. for the virus in order to stop the spread of it. What could be a very great recession, some predicting even a depression. At worst, worst case scenario, it could be the flu. I feel like the more I learn about this, the less there is to worry about. I was about to say the same thing. 11 days later. To this virus, it's a new virus. It's a pandemic strain of a virus we haven't seen before. All the talk about coronavirus being so much more deadly doesn't reflect reality. Without a vaccine, the flu would be far more deadly. Seven We're days facing later. an incredibly contagious and dangerous virus that is moving across the world from one hotspot to another. We're going to call out anyone and everyone who's using this virus as a political weapon against the president. The standard flu every single year kills tens of thousands of Americans. Seven days later. What will be the crucial defining 15-day period as it, as it relates to this virus where we must slow the spread of coronavirus. It's actually the safest time to fly. Everyone I know that's flying right now, terminals are pretty much dead. Four days to slow later. down this virus and to think of other people during this time. And so if you can keep your distance and prevent someone from getting close to you that might be sick, you could save yeah. your family, you can save the elderly and help our country as a nation. It is absolutely disgusting that Democrats are seeking to use this complex virus to score cheap political points. 14 days later. crisis could dovetail quickly into a political crisis, already feeling economic ramifications of it all. In the beginning, it's a hoax. It's bullshit. Now they join the hysteria because of the backlash. They are hypocrites too. All they want to do is talk shit about how liberal media hates the president and blah, 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 blah. But check out this clip I saw on the Now This News. It shows how panicky and crazy Fox News got with the Ebola and Obama versus coronavirus and Trump. Night and f day. This is from a far left outlet and they pissed me off too. But this clip, I thought it was pretty funny, especially when they added the music. Check it out. I'm not afraid of the coronavirus and no one else should be that afraid either. I am responsible for transmitting accurate messaging and information. Now, I was pretty calm uh, before all this, but then I got a little less calm when people told me to stay calm. And the hate is boiling over. Democrats and their media minions are even trying to blame President Trump for the global coronavirus. Anything to attack President Trump. It's the Trump virus. What are you talking about? You, know, you mean Barack Ebola. He's imported <laughs> Ebola into America. I look at Ebola as a medical terrorist. There's no reason to panic at all. There's tons of hyperbole and speculation, none of which is helpful at all. The entire problem we're having is due to panic, not the virus. Ebola fear spreading across the nation. It's scary. This Ebola crisis and this Ebola scare. You think America could be overwhelmed with Ebola? Absolutely. Are we freaking out too much? Oh, Most happening. people who have it have just mild symptoms. Correct. They're, they're just sitting at home eating uh, soup. They have contained this thing. Let's everybody get about your business. It's a disaster and there's panic all over the country. The president needs more help and the public's worried that the government can't handle the Ebola crisis. Watch the Democrats, watch the media. You start to feel like they're rooting for coronavirus to spread. If you want Trump to fail, then you're scum. Because if Trump fails, People die. The panic isn't about the disease. The panic is about the leadership. The president said that this disease wouldn't make it here. Well, then it did. And then when it got here, it wasn't going to spread. Well, now it has. Well, I think very few people trust our government as being competent. And it's all really starts at the top. It starts with Obama. I think the president has been projecting calm. He's been very cool. Do I want my president running around screaming like, we're all going to die? 
No, I love that he was like, "There's, we're gonna be okay. Are we all just panicking about this? Should we just chill out and not worry about it? If CNN or any news outlet wanna make it big, I mean, make some real money and have millions upon millions of followers all around the world, all they have to do is stop being biased. I would love to see a news show or a print that is not afraid to bash Republicans and conservative and not afraid to bash Democrats and liberal nutjobs. Not afraid to ask the questions. Like right now, you got a lot of Bernie bros who hate Joe Biden asking his endorsers about the sexual assault hypocrisy. These are the liberal media asking these questions, and I love it. Both sides need to stop with the whole propaganda and start doing some investigative journaling. Why is it that the Project Veritas is the only one who go undercover and say, hey, look what we found. Check this shit out. Back then, many of the news outlets wasn't afraid until they were bought off, I tell you. CNN is a powerhouse. Even with the horrible ratings, they are still standing. If they put aside their bias and called out everybody on their show, the Republicans and the Democrats, the same damn way, it will be a game changer. But you won't see that happening. All you have to do is follow the money. Listen, try your best to not follow blindly. Don't hear a headline and go nuts. Listen to both sides, just like I do. On YouTube, I follow everyone. I don't agree with every single thing the conservatives say and what the liberals say many times they are both right but treat us like idiots like we didn't know better cue the jeezy music when you want to find um hold up sorry about that i thought i turned it off my bad anyways when you want the news that is <sighs> sorry guys let me just answer this. Hello? Bane? Like, Batman Universe Bane? Okay. Dude, we could do this next month. I'm in the middle of recording. Oh, what? Oh, wow. Now you're threatening my family. And my listeners? You guy. Of course I'm mad. Just threaten my family and my listeners. You know what? Okay. You know what? Fine. Fine. All right. I'll patch you through so people can hear you. I'm going to do it right now. Chill the f*** up. Sorry, guys. Just bear with me. All right? All right, Bane. Go ahead. You're on. Hello, listeners of Out of Place. Thank you for having me on, Stephen. Oh, shut up. I'm just tired of of you threatening my listeners and my family. So say what you got to say and fuck off. My name is Bane. Let me tell you the truth about Seavoid 19. I'm fully prepared to claim responsibility for releasing the virus. Wait, what? You caused all this chaos? Yes, I did, Stephen. So you mean to tell me that it wasn't China? No, not like other things. Like the McDonald's matcha waffle Sunday. Uh, well, why the hell did you do all this? I wanted to showcase the corruption at a global scale. The media, our governments. We can take back our cities from the corrupt. The cities are yours. None shall interfere. 
Do as you please. But start by giving the middle finger to the media and the corrupted politicians. So, listeners of the podcast and of the world, join me in taking back. All right, I, sorry, Ben. I, I have someone who just messaged me that claims he is the one responsible. That cannot be. Hey, uh, Palpatine, you say that you were in charge of all this? That is correct. That is bullshit. No, Bane. You are the one full of lies, you foul separatist. Long have I waited. Waited for the opportunity to create chaos on a scale no one has ever seen. I brought fear. Why the hell would you want this? To build an empire. He's lying. I never lie. I know who you are. You crater-face-looking creature. A lonely soul who even your right-hand man did not like you and threw you over the edge. How dare you? You disgusting hobo. So old. You have to use the force to make a bowel movement. You know, I didn't know you could do that shit over the phone. Fulfill your destiny, Stephen. In time, you will learn to trust your feelings. Then you will be invincible. Well, um, that was crazy and unexpected. But it looks like Bane's line is still open. I think I hear someone still there. Bane! Hey, Bane! Are you still alive? Where is he? Batman! Where is he? Who? Where is he? Who the f*** are you talking about? Where is he? We're playing this f- game. Where is he? Are you talking about the f*** that just killed Bane? Where is he? I don't f- know, Batman! Swear to me! I swear! Swear to me! Calm the f*** down! Swear to me! I said, calm down. We cool? We're cool. By the way, your podcast sucks. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, thank you for listening, Batman. By the way, Batfleck was better. Sorry about that, listeners. Let's just move on to the first song. Our first song is go. Oh, what the f now? Jumping Gemini Christmas. Am I late for the party? Ali, I think we're in the wrong place. This studio is more hideous than two faces out cheek. And I am talking about the good side. <laughs> I kind of like it. It has a homey feel to it, Mr. J. You're right, Harley. I'm kind of sad that we have to blow it up when we're done. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't have to blow anything up, Joker. But by the way, big fan. And I am a big fan of yours. Really? I like how people are losing their minds. And all you did was talk in front of this microphone. You know what? You should start your own podcast. I would definitely listen to it. That's why I'm here. I'm going to take over your podcast. (laughs) What? (laughs) Holly, what are you doing? Opening this drawer. It's amazing what you find in locked drawers. Beautiful, please, please don't open that. Let's see what we got here. Look at all the pretties. Put them back, Harley. <laughs> Mr. J, you're such a kidder. You never could. I said, put them back. Sure, boss. I can do that. This is me, putting them back. No problemo. I'm sorry, Puddin. Don't be angry with me. <sighs> uh, you know what? Y'all can take on over the show. 
Okay, I'm just going to go, uh, just going to get past you and check on my wife and kids. All right, I'll be back later. Okay, or you could just, anytime, just, I'll be downstairs. You could just call me whenever you're ready. My notes are right there. If you want it, you don't need it. You do your thing. All right, have fun. Well, Harley, it looks like it's just you, me, and Steven's pathetic fans. Here's his notes, Puddin. Let's see. Oh, this is crap. Who writes this? Oh, well, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Ladies, gentlemen, and mindless robots. <laughs> that one always gets me. I don't get it, Puddin. Um, uh -uh. Hello, idiots and dimwitted followers. I am the Joker with my co-host, Harley Quinn. Hi, everybody. Just know that I love you, and I love you, and I love you, and I definitely love you. But I don't love you, Karen. That's why I blew up your daddy's house. Don't mess with Harley. You don't want to get on her bad side, which is the only side she has. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> Introduce our first song, Harley. The song is my personal favorite from the one and only Mr. J. Here's I Go Looney. Great pick, Hals. I go loony. Like a light bulb battered bug. Simply loony. Sometimes foment to the rug. Mr. Life is swell in a padded cell. It'll chase your blues away. You can trade your gloom for rubber room and injections twice a day. Just go loony like an acid casualty or a Mooney or a preacher on TV. <laughs> when the human race wears an anxious face, when the bomb hangs overhead, when your kid turns blue, it won't worry you. You can smile and nod instead when you're loony. Then you just don't give a fig. Man is puny. And the universe so big. If you hurt inside, get certified. If your life treats you so bad, don't get even. Get mad. Da! Yeah! If you like all theme park deaths, extremely long virus-spreading lines, bland food that tastes great, perfectly priced entry fees that will cost you an arm, a leg, and a middle finger, professional staff that's ready to get touched, dangerous rides that will put you on the fast track to the other side. <laughs> what am I talking about? Jokerland! Come on down to Jokerland for a wonderfully miserable, exciting time. Take it away, Brittany baby. Jokerland? Or was it Tricksterland? That's what I'm talking about, Supernatural fans. A little bit of Dr. Sexy. Either way, that sounds like my kind of theme park. Getting touchy. A big orgy filled with a little bit of violence. Best damn things and sliced bread. That's the kind of theme park for a cynic like me, living in this clown world, honking around town, wishing the corona on anyone that pisses me off, including you, Grandpa. And, for the first time since starting this sh I feel like I've got some actual news that's not directly about the corona shutting everything down. I mean, it still kind of is, but it's news nonetheless. This past week, Shanghai's Disney finally opened up at 30% capacity. 
and for one reason only. China had something to prove. Corona didn't stop them from having fun. They were the pioneers in this shit, and they have no fear. They gotta let us know that eating a bat ain't the end-all be-all. They've been wearing masks for all sorts of reasons since the dawn of time. So, of course, Disney CEO Bob Chappick thought that this would be a good place to start. Open up Shanghai, then, you know, Hong Kong, and after that, Tokyo, before they rock the boat in the most expected state of all, Florida, where all the Florida mans will say, this mask, it's too humid, and I'm still going to the park, so don't you dare tread on me. I mean, imagine wearing a mask in that muggy, humid weather. It'll likely feel like putting a soiled diaper on your face, making your time there a true hellhole. How morbid would those photo ops be anyways? You got Cinderella wearing a mask, you got Goofy wearing a mask, you're wearing a mask, your baby's wearing a mask, it's gross. But you're gonna have to wear that mask, Bob Chappick expects. He's blasted it out, he's like, Americans need to get used to this sh so, make sure to bring a few masks, because you might vomit, yours might get too sweaty, and take lots of pictures, because it proves that Halloween can be celebrated year-round, because that's the best holiday. Death. Candy. Fun. A little fear that a terrorist is hiding behind the masks. Sweet. Or maybe there's no face at all. Ooh, it's a ghost, wearing a mask. <laughs> Alright. So... SeaWorld, aka Shamu's Death Wish. Watch Blackfish. I haven't yet, because I still like SeaWorld. I heard you will not want to go if you watch that movie. Anyways, they plan on trying to get you to pay right now. With a little bit of bait. They're going to coax you to buy a lower tier season pass now. And they say they will upgrade your pass to the next tier for the rest of 2020. They say, hey, if you don't want to pay now, you know, you can still commit to the pass. But this is going to disqualify you from getting the upgrade perk. So what was the point? Not quite sure myself, but I guess they just want a commitment to your money. I mean, they want to know, hey, you're going to come back. Who cares about blackfish? Who cares about disease? Who who cares about all these bullshit rules? But they do have plans that when they do open up, they're going to start with the Texas locations that I didn't even know existed till recently. The ones in San Antonio, their Aquatica and their regular SeaWorld because those areas are kind of dead spots. Um, but you know, do you fancy a trip to Texas, you know? I heard they got cheaper gas there. I mean, I like Texas. It's, you know, hottest still. It's fun. It's near all the cool I don't know what I'm talking about, and I just drive through Texas when I'm going there. Anyways, California, where most of you crazy f that love theme parks probably reside. It's the overpopulated state of debt. They're going to be feeling the pain much longer. Their governor, Gavin Newsom, has a plan, a four-part plan. One to surely keep them in debt and possibly cause Elon Musk to say, Ugh, I don't even know why I'm saying possibly. Elon's already threatening this sh He's like, I gotta move Tesla because you're just ruining it all, and I'm opening the plant, and, and take me to jail. So anyways, you can read about that shit. it's not really related, but California's like, nah, we don't care, we're gonna go into debt to save the world. And, okay, so they're like, we got this four-part plan. No one's quite sure what exactly that plan means because there's so many nuances, but there's a fourth step that's probably where that theme park 
resides. And that fourth step means that there's got to be some kind of cure or a satisfactory treatment for the coronavirus before the businesses can reopen. You know, and that that's okay. Other states will gladly help siphon more of California's money by luring their Disney-addicted crackhead residents to other states, while California remains closed indefinitely. What would Cali be without all that debt anyways? Too good to be true, that's what. I would live there if they weren't so freaking broke and the roads didn't suck at because everything else is great. It's just broke and smoggy and filled with people with their heads in the clouds. Stars. Clouds. Something like that. Alright, there is something sexier out there in this world than the Joker's tiny the needle that pierces through your heart and says, love me. It's Dollywood. That wacky park is owned by Dolly Parton. Duh. Otherwise known as Big McGee. She wants to give you the taste of the good life with an interactive virtual roller coaster ride of her vagina. I mean, of all of their, you know, seven different coasters, I mean. Seven different coasters, including some shit that I've never tried yet, but I plan on going there soon. Like right now, you know, right now. So I'm getting up in there. Dolly, let me crawl in ya. So there is seven coasters, naming a few. You got Dragonflyer, Wild Eagle, Mystery Mine. Tennessee Sharknado. <clears throat> I mean, Tornado. Ah, that's pretty sweet. You can actually look around in these 360-degree recorded videos. What you do is you put your fan on. You know, the kind that you possibly have at your desk, because you're sweating and you're typing on your keyboard. Pull your belt extra tight. If you don't have one, you know, find something like a rope, and you just strap it in you. Strap it around, you know, loosen blood flow. And then you just save the price of admittance. The moment you put that VR headset thing, you know, that crappy thing you put your phone in you hold it up to your face and you have it too close to your eyes and you feel like you're in the coaster and then you you gotta like look around and you know put on those sound effects of people screaming and get excited because you're on a roller coaster you are gonna have to go check that shit out at the dollywood blog you freeloading piece of shit not even wanting to go check it out yourself. That ain't me, I'm going to Dollywood. And more positive news. There's hope that you won't be waiting in lines going forward. Who likes lines? Oh god, that's the only time you get to bond with your family? I'm, I'm sorry. But this is something the virus is helping us conquer. We're finally putting the energy into mastering the lines. The lines that people hate because they're getting a sunburn. The lines that people hate because they gotta pee and they don't like cutting and they do like cutting. And how can you cut if there's not a Fine, you got a problem. Everyone's planning on doing something fun where you use your phone to do the queue. You know, there's this place called Cedar Fair. I don't know why I said place. It's a, it's an operator of like 15 different amusement parks and they've got uh, 11 states that have their sh they're even in Canada. Well, they're like, oh, we're going to do cashless transactions. We're going to do these mobile queues. However, the queues for waiting in line are probably going to be longer, but at least you're not waiting in line. You know, it's like a virtual line. So go do something else, you know, go sit in the toilet for a long time so you can look at your phone in peace. My thoughts about this is that it, it makes a ton of sense. There has to be enough mobile charging stations, though, to help guests from draining their battery. I mean, how many battery backups should one bring? How well will the Wi-Fi slash mobile, you know, mobile internet connection be? We'll have to find out when the parks start opening. But never forget how important your phone dependency is now more than ever. But don't forget to ask, did the fun stop? If so, 
Please call that number found on all the When the Fun Stops pamphlets that you find in every casino in Vegas. They might be able to help. I mean, those people ain't getting any of the regular consumers now because the fun already stopped. So what else do they have going on? They're going to help a few addicted cell phone people. Me. You. Your little siblings. Your kids? That's some good parenting. When the fun stops. I don't know if it can. I'm too addicted. People gotta keep busy. They gotta make money. And this place in Green Bay, Wisconsin called Bay Beach Amusement Park knows the drill. They said, we can't give you rides, but we can serve you that bland ass food that tastes great. So they offered some takeout options to all the cheese heads last early May. You know, like a couple weeks ago. What's cool is that anyone who bought some of the food got some ride tickets. You know, I guess they're the kind where you, it's like it operates like a freaking carnival. And they even gave out freaking cotton candy. You know, they had burger specials, six bucks. They plan on doing this a few more times. So if you live near that park, subscribe to their Facebook. And get yourself some Joker food the next time it comes up. Hashtag Broke Park Life. Gotta do something about that. Now, on to the part that makes you question if you are a psychopath. Horror stories about past park experiences as we wait for the sh to open back up and possibly try to convince ourselves that maybe we don't really want that to happen. One of the few places I've actually purchased a season pass to, um, what you don't know about me, or maybe you do, is that I love water parks. So when Cowabunga Bay opened up, I'm like, I'm kidding. Oh, this is in, uh, Henderson, Nevada, right near Las Vegas, duh. They open up this water park. It was... Kind of nasty. Not enough umbrellas, lots of sunburns. Hot. And it was filled with diapers. I say diaper filled because I personally had to sit near one at my park visit and cringe as all the employees pretended that it didn't exist. So I assume that kind of happened everywhere in the park. That when there was a dirty diaper, they just look the other way. So those didn't do a very good job having their wave pool staffed. But I also kind of blame this sadness to come on the parents and the guardians and every goddamn negligent person near the kids during the time that tragedy struck. So back in May 2015, only a year after the park opened, a six-year-old boy basically drowned in the wave pool of Surferama. As stated, there wasn't enough staff manning the pool, not enough kids had life jackets, all were wearing only diapers, and the kid came out with some serious brain damage. About two years later in July 2017, another boy of only eight decided to be a more hardcore copycat, and he managed to die. This pool is is now riddled with the stigma that little boys can't swim. And that's sad as f That wave pool ain't even got sh on actual waves. I remember as a little girl, I'd get pummeled with them straight from the ocean. I was probably six, and I'm like, ugh, give it to me. And now I think, teach your f kids how to swim. Don't depend on the lifeguards to save them. And little boys, they're gonna be boys. If you can hear that, there's some ambulance coming, because they maybe thought I was asking for them. Now, for some ancient death. Back in 1930, in the city of Omaha, Nebraska, there was a theme park named Krug Park that is officially known for being the most deadliest roller coaster accident to have taken place. Their coaster, the Big Dipper, became a true example of why bolts must be tightened to the T. Ever seen a lug nut pop off a car, and then all of a sudden the wheel goes with it, pissing the driver off and causing some extreme damage to the car frame? That sucks. Hasn't happened to me yet, but happens all the f time. I mean, 
Don't trust those people doing your tire rotation. Double check those nuts. And basically that's what happened in the coaster ride at uh, Krug Park. They had a bolt that just came loose. And as these carts were going up, Boom. They dislodged and miracles happened and freaking four carts fell, causing four deaths and 17 injuries, which led to Omaha being so scared of roller coasters that they declared no more coasters would ever be allowed in their city. The park closed down not even a decade later and eventually got replaced by a basic children's public park, Gallagher Park, where the only scary sh- that might happen is the pool on the property that little boys might drown in. Thanks for listening to this bag recording from in between Dolly Parton's dangly boobies that smell strangely like a Wisconsin Beach Bay Park hot dog. When I'm done motorboating her, I plan to go get myself a hot dog. Stay tuned for Not Another Woo Flu Ruin My Theme Park News segment by me, Britt Nolan. Bye-bye. Hello, you perverted freaks. Fun to think of it. We are all freaks behind closed doors and under sheets. Face it, sugars, if they got something you want, and if you sure as shoot and know you got something they want, BANG! That's all you need! Song number two is a song from yours truly called Say We're Sweethearts Again. I never knew that our romance had ended until you poisoned my food and I thought it was a lark when you kicked me in the park but now I think it was rude I never knew that you and I were finished Until that bottle hit my head Though I tried to be aloof When you pushed me off the roof I feel our romance is dead It wouldn't have been so bad If you had told me That someone had taken my place never know how this heart of mine is breaking It looks so helpless but then Life used to be so classic Won't you please put down that acid And say that we're sweethearts again Gaming? I don't care for this one, let's skip it. Please don't put in, I love video games. You do? Uh Uh-huh, I love GTA. You can steal, kill, race, kill, buy things, kill, and blow things up. Oh, I love it, Mr. J. Hmm, I'm going to have to give this a try. Okay, carry on. I will be filling in for the gaming news this month, as your host needed a break. I am a gamer, not a hardcore gamer that spends every free time on Fortnite or any other battle royale bullshit. I am a casual gamer. I have an Xbox One X and a PS4 Pro. Steven, you're a console gamer? You don't know gaming. You don't know. You just don't know. Yo, calm the f*** 
down. I do plan on PC gaming in the future as well as in having a Nintendo Switch. My Xbox is my main. I'm an Xbox fanboy, but I have the PlayStation, the PC, and Switch that will be for exclusives. I am the type of gamer who is always behind titles. I'm always behind everybody. I am a completionist and I take a while to finish games. I role play the shit out of games. Like, you give me a car, I'm stopping at the red lights. Hey, I don't care. That's what I do. If I go into a room, I really check everything out. I don't run unless I have to, if it's part of the story. Why? Because so many people put sweat, tears, and their baby gravy into these things. Most people, they just run past it. Just last week, I was playing the, the remains of Edith Finch. My wife was watching me play for a few minutes, and I told her you know, you know, why I was walking and taking my time. I showed her what happens when I rush through the room versus walking and taking it all in. She realized how easily it is to miss all the detail. By the way, that game was amazing. Great story. Had me crying a couple of times. If you have a chance, please check it out. It's available on consoles, available on Xbox Game Pass. However, I highly recommend to play on PC. You can really feel the detail in the rooms. So, I play games and make character decisions as if I was playing the games. If you don't do that and make fun of people that do, there are many people that do what I do, and I don't care. Anyways, let's move on to some gaming news. Let's talk about that Last of Us 2 leaks freak out. I don't understand the freak out. People are taking things out of context. That's what I think. People are pissed off because of a death of one of the main characters. That's the, that's the main one people are pissed off about. People are also pissed off. They say that the video game culture is forcing the woke. They don't like that one of the characters that you're going to be able to play as is not conventional and not attractive enough. They feel that they are forcing that stuff on you. I am sick and tired of people getting mad at something. They weren't even going to even play the game. They just wanted to just attack on the it just I don't get it. People who have a problem with the plot, go yourself. Not because I like it, but because it's not your story. We trusted Naughty Dog to continue giving us some more great storytelling. And just because the main ocean moments were leaked doesn't mean it's Oh my goodness, did you see? They did that character wrong. Why? In the words of Bruce Willis, somebody called the Wambulance. I'm still going to play that game because even though I know the old moment, I still want to invest in the story that leads to that point. Just like when I played the intro to the first Last of Us. I played way later. I didn't play right away. I have watched Markiplier and a couple other people play the first one because I didn't have a PlayStation yet. Then when I got the PS4 Pro, I played the remastered version. I knew that Joel's daughter was going to die, but going through it from the very beginning working up to that point on my own still had an impact i still got emotional we have to give naughty dog a chance i truly believe that if it wasn't for the leak and people played the game through it would have been just an awesome oh moment with people you know that oh i don't want to see the person you know it, you you always get them the problem with this whole thing to me personally is how naughty dog and sony 
fucked up with the whole copyright strike debacle. That was ridiculous. They were just copywriting people they, they shouldn't have. Y'all mother should be ashamed. You are the reason the fans, your fans, and banded together on social media to go against you. You're going to see countless fake reviews giving the game high remarks. You're going to hear talking against the game. Some of these can easily influence the game. You're going to hear the cancel culture bullshit. Boycott Last of Us 2. Don't buy it. I'm not buying the game. You should not get... This is, this is what you do, all right? If you played the first and loved it, saw the trailer and loved it, heard the leaks, didn't care, and still want to play it, play it. No influencer, no company, no one should tell you what you should play. I am going to play the shit out of that game. I don't care what anybody else says. I will judge the story and decisions as a whole once I'm done playing the game. Anyways, let's let's move on to another news. Um, in place of E3, which I always look forward to every year, developers are teaming up for an announcement-filled show in June. The Guerrilla Collective is a new partnership that will launch a three-day gaming celebration in June, and it includes some of the most acclaimed studios in the world. I think that would be fun, you know, since we're not getting an E3. What else? Bethesda says it will be years from now before we get Elder Scrolls 6 details, and people are actually flipping out over this I actually don't care. Fallout and Elder Scrolls games have a special place in my heart, but after their Fallout 76 fuck up, all I want from them, just to make that up, all I want is for them to take their time to give me an awesome Starfield game. We all heard about that one. And I want them to not f*** up Elder Scrolls 6. Don't f*** it up, Bethesda. Don't f*** it up. I don't want to hear Angry Joe say, you don't f*** it up. No. And the last thing I saw that got my attention is not really news. It's an article that tried to predict the next Grand Theft Auto. They said that it might be everything, like all of the cities together, but... It was going to be released bit by bit because of the whole treating developers better thing, you know? Um, I don't care what anybody says, okay? I don't know where we go. I don't care what other people, their predictions. All I want, personally, for GTA 6, is I want it to take place in Vice City. I'm not going to mention the expansions or the handhelds, but when we got Grand Theft Auto 3 in 2001, it took place in Liberty City, which is the, for those of you who don't know, that's the fake New York. 2002 we got vice city and that's like the fake miami but it took place in the 80s having you know that scarface feel san andreas is the fake southern california and it was introduced in 2004 but then gta 4 brought us back to liberty city and it looked beautiful you know with the better graphics and all that and in, you know that was in 2008 and in uh, GTA 5 brought us back to San Andreas and they, that one was released in 2013 and that looked amazing that's what we have now and now I think it's time for us to go back to Vice City with all with the next gen consoles you know Rockstar please take us back to Vice City I do like the idea of giving us all three places and being able to fly to each island I like that idea that would be really cool as long as I get Vice City please give us a bad gta 6 just please and then you can work on la noir 2 or something else that you know what happened if gta and the outer worlds had a baby because cyberpunk 27 7 is going to kick y'all's asses 
CD Projekt competed with Skyrim and gave us Witcher 3 and kicked Bethesda's Now, they are going to compete with GTA by taking it to the future. Be ready, Rockstar. Be ready. Well, that's it from me for the gaming news. Let's move on. I'm going to show you something I've been working on. Listen here or I'll deliver a bat to the skull. Hush little baby, don't say a word. Mama's gonna kill for you the whole damn world. And if they don't laugh at our jokes, Mama's gonna slash their goddamn throats. And if they start to run from us, Mama will run them over with a bus And if those wussies can't handle that Mama's gonna kill that flying bat And if the world still doesn't laugh Mama will rip Robin's wings off his And if the world don't let you go to bed Mama's gonna cut off their ugly heads and if the cops bother you and me, Mama's surely gonna make them scream. And if you let a snowflake next to you, Mama will certainly kill you too. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, and gentle freaks, it's the last segment of our show, which means it's time to die. <laughs> oh man, I was having fun. I think I'm going to start my own podcast, The Harley Quinn Show. I love it, Harles. And if anybody leaves a bad comment, I'll just kill them. Not even bat brains can stop me. I love it. The Harley Quinn Show has a nice ring to it. So, what was Stephen going to talk about for this next segment? Let's see. It looks like he was going to have people tell stories about their mothers because of Mother's Day. Aw, that's so beautiful. Oh, Stephen, that sounds boring. Change of plans. Holly, go get me one of my men. Sure thing, Puddin. Okay, while we wait, here's a joke that even got Batman laughing. There were two guys locked up in a lunatic asylum, and one night, they decided they didn't like that anymore. They decided to escape. So they made it up to the roof, and there, just across the narrow gap, they see rooftops stretching across town, stretching to freedom. Now, the first guy, he jumps across no problem. But his friend, <laughs> no way. He's afraid of falling. So the first guy says, I have an idea. Hey, I've got this flashlight. I'll shine across the gap with a beam, and you can walk across and join me. The second guy says, What do you think? I'm crazy. You'll just turn off the flashlight when I'm halfway across. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, you wanted to see me, boss? Yes, yes. Sit down, my friend. Uh, okay. Now, I want you to tell me which joker was the best joker. Marky, Jared, Heath, Jack, Joaquin, Zach, Cesar. If I had to pick uh, the best Joker, um, I might have to pick Mark Hamill. Wrong. Trick question. There's only one. Me. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 you're the best Joker. I just thought you were talking about. 
What are you doing, Harley? He should have known better, Mr. J. But you've got blood on the microphone. Oh, I'm sorry, Puddin, but he should have known better. Right you are, Harles, right you are. Well, I'm bored, Queenie. Let's get out of here. Get Steven back in here. Hey, yes, man. Get your fat ass up here. Mr. J wants to leave. Well, listeners, I've had fun. I just might start my own podcast like Harley. I'll call it The Joker That Kills. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> hey, Joker. Harley. Hi, Scuba Steve. Had fun. Have to go. Now I'm going to murder all your listeners. Wait, what? Oh, lighten up, Steven. It was only a joke. Or maybe. <laughs> Seriously, what the f***? Wanted to end the show with a bang. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, yes, man. See you soon. Sorry, listeners, for this episode. Um, I'm just going to wrap things up. Got a hole in the wall, smoking in here, and there's a dead guy on the floor. I'm actually resting my foot on his ass. Where is he? Hell, can you please stop with that Like bursting in like a Kool-Aid man. Where is he? If you're talking about the Joker and Harley, you just missed him. They jump. You see that wall? Do you see that wall? Okay, I know you see that wall. He just jumped, like right now. You just missed him. Oh, okay. Mind if I sit? Uh, sure. Go ahead. Gotta see right there. Can I say something to your listeners? I don't think this is a good idea. I'm here trying to. I just want to wrap it up, and and just just call it a day. Since it was just Mother's Day, I wanted to say something about mothers. I guess. Um. There's blood on your microphone. No sh- detective. It's okay. I can manage. Cue the cheesy music. Hello, out-of-place listeners. This is for all the mothers out there. Motherhood is the most difficult job in the world. It's challenging to care for the emotional, physical, and mental health of another human being. Especially all the jokers of the world. Mothers, I hope you understand and know how important you are in the world. You always try your best to be kind, generous, and loving. You are a strong woman. A wonderful mother like you can never be replaced. Your kids may not say it, but they are grateful for you and for all that you do. You were there through all the tears. You were there through all the laughter. You were there through all the dirty diapers. You have done so much for your family. I will now speak for all kids, from infants to grown adults. I am sorry. Sorry for leaving Legos on the floor. Sorry for the stains on the carpet and walls. Sorry for that time I tried to cut my own hair. Sorry for not ever finding what that smell was in my room. Sorry for making a mess and giving you a hard time to clean it up. Sorry for the explosions in my diaper that made you gag. Sorry for covering my brother with Nutella. 
Sorry for always tracking dirt and mud, right after you just finished cleaning. Sorry for drawing on the walls with a sharpie. Sorry for throwing the ball in the house. Sorry for all the lies. Sorry for not calling enough. Sorry for all the attitudes and being rude. Sorry for not focusing on what's more important. Sorry for being stupid. Sorry for not learning after a million chances. Sorry for not following your rules. Sorry for lying. Sorry for stealing. Sorry for not taking your advice. Sorry for losing things and crying until you found it. Sorry for throwing my new shoes out of the stroller at Walmart. Sorry for begging you to cook something and not eating it. Sorry for watching the same movie over and over. Sorry for waking you up for all kinds of reasons. Sorry for losing your things. Sorry for refusing to let you take a photo when you need me to, yet being ready when you don't have your phone. Sorry for you having to carry me when I was too tired to walk. Sorry for whining. Sorry for spitting half-chewed food into your hand. Sorry for playing the music too loudly. Sorry for wearing torn jeans. Sorry for being on the phone too long. Sorry for answering you by yelling from my room. Sorry for making you nervous when I drive. Sorry for being an adult child still living with you and always being disrespectful. All moms are superheroes. Just like a superhero, moms can save the day in a second. You do so much, and yet you still have time to look amazing. Mothers have the hardest job with no pay. I am no hero when standing next to a mother. Well, that was unexpected. And well said. I, want, I also want to say thank you to my mom and all the other moms out there. You know, it's a message from me and and your kids, you know, from, you know, most of the kids out there, from all the kids. Thank you for letting us be ourselves. Thank you for wiping my tears. Thank you for staying up late with us. Thank you for playing with us. Thank you for putting us first. Thank you for giving up your quiet time. Thank you for doing your best to make us happy. Thank you for washing my clothes and making sure our house was always clean. Thank you for driving me to school every day. Thank you for listening to me vent. Thank you for saying no to me, even if it was very hard to do. Thank you for teaching us to be honest. Thank you for never giving up on me. Thank you for all of the home cooked meals. Thank you for loving me more than you love yourself. Thank you for being you. Thank you for the many sorries. Keep rocking it, mothers. Keep doing your thing. Uh, all right. So that was fun. 
I want you to do just give some love to all of the voiceover actors that helped me out with this episode. Their links are down below. Another thing to check out that I released this past week is my second edition to my marriage book available now on Amazon. Cut It Out, A Guide to a Great Marriage will help you and your spouse get past the most common issues in marriage today. To my listeners who made it to the end, I love and appreciate you. Goodbye and always remember to smile. This podcast was recorded live in the basement car park deep below Area 51, then frozen for a thousand years, dug up by archaeologists, kept in a museum, examined by experts, rewritten by the man in black, edited and endorsed by Steve's mom so you know it's good, then packaged in small plastic sealed bags for your hygiene, then distributed worldwide over the internet and affiliated podcasting websites, and brought to you by two guys in raincoats outside a suspicious-looking theater. So, until the next shitty episode, remember, always look twice before crossing the street, be kind to small animals, and join us next time!